Welcome to Blake Street Banter, where one of us knows what the word banter means, the other one is just along for the ride, and Tyler is moving and getting settled into his new digs. Our boy's moving on up, James. Is he moving to Denver? Yeah, doing big boy stuff. He's basically living the life that you wanted when you were his age. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I'm, I'm going to live vicariously through him, for sure. <laughs> Good. I think I will too. Uh, we've been gone for a while, right? I was on vacation. Tyler was moving. James was just solo dolo and he doesn't like to do anything by himself. So we are coming back to you two weeks later after quite a few weeks. There's some news that happened. Yeah, there's some big moves that happened. Had the holiday weekend, of course. So that kind of threw everything off. But um, as far as the minor league affiliates are concerned, a lot of moves. I mean, it's like a whole new season in in all aspects. Yeah, and it's super exciting. It's something we've been talking about for a hot minute. Why is this person going up? Why isn't that person doing anything? What are the Rockies doing? And then finally, they just said, all right, screw you guys. We hear you. And we are just going to go ham on all the transactions. So before we even get to that, I want to recognize the two Rockies players that are going to be playing in the Futures game here next week which is another thing that caught me by surprise that the all-star game is literally next weekend, which is nuts. But Tovar, not a surprise. I think we went three for three on guessing like who would be in the futures game. And Tovar was like easily there. And then Zach Dean made it. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah. Um, I think those were the two obvious picks for sure. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed. I feel like somebody got snubbed. Do you want to guess who that person is? Drew Romo? Yep. Yeah. I feel like Drew Romo should be in the Futures game, personally. Um, but, of course, you know, Drew Romo's 20 years old. I mean, he could easily be in next year's Futures game or whatever. And ultimately, that's not the goal, right? We want these people producing <clears throat> at the major league level. So, Futures game is awesome, but it doesn't – it's not the end-all, be-all, right? Um, do you want to – do you want to name who is the most recent Futures game person I'm thinking of? For that, what? Um, that played in the Futures game, and they're no longer in Major League Baseball. A Rocky or just in general? Yeah, Rocky. Colton Walker? No. no he wasn't a future game. And he's still Outfielder. Double uh, D. Double D? Dugan Darnell uh -huh. is a pitcher, dude. No, uh, David Dahl. David Dahl. David, he's in baseball. No, he's not in Major League Baseball, though. That's true. That's true. So yeah, that's a fun little fact. And he, but he was an All Star for a while. And he the, was an All Star. He was an All Star once. Yeah, and had a nice first half of the next season, and then injuries. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. But that was a fun little fact. I like that. Um, yeah, so congrats to Tovar, who wasn't a surprise at all. V, not a surprise at all. But I think the Romo thing, you could say they deserved a third, right? Like there's three yeah, I mean, in the top. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty picky. Yeah, so hopefully Romo never makes it because he'll just be a stud in the major leagues next season starting yeah. for the 2023 Colorado Rockies. Um, but that's a nice little segue to Colton Welker was DFA'd. Yeah, I know you um, and I are kind of on the same side of the fence on this, which is a super negative side. 
but I'll let you share what your thoughts are on this. Unfortunately, I think the clock just kind of ran out. Um, Colton was, was an up and comer. He was somebody that was step for step with um, McMahon, who's making contributions for the major league club right now. Right. Yeah. Um, him and Welker were like, you know, back to back on the prospect list and who's coming up next and all this stuff. But Welker kind of, there's some bad luck, but there's some self-inflicted wounds as well. Obviously the PED suspension, um, you know, that happened. I don't know the circumstances and I'm sure if he, it's easy, it's easy to talk about it when he's not here to defend himself. So I don't know what happened there, but the suspension happened. Um, and then injuries and things like that come along and, I think people just the front office, just the clock ran out, you know, the patients, uh, they needed to make some moves for the 40 man roster. Obviously they would have loved to, you know, keep him and um, help them through the, the injuries and all that stuff, but he's on the 40 man and they had to make some moves. So they were kind of in a rock and a hard place and they made the diff difficult decision to DFA him. And I'm sure he's going to have a shot. Um, got picked up by the giants, obviously, he's going to have a shot to uh, come up with them. And they're, they're a fantastic organization from the front office perspective. So if he does all the right things from here on out, his baseball career is going to be totally fine, but it's just not going to be in purple. And quite honestly, I think I'm okay with that. I mean, he's going to be 25 in about two, three months anyway. And if you're competing with Ryan Mack, who's been producing, like you said, for three years, at a major league level, just got that big contract and Colton just hasn't figured it out. The time is out. So I think it's, I actually kind of like it because we have harped on the Rockies for the longest time, just for being too loyal, loyalty to a default, like look at all, like just look at everything. Right. And here they go, let go of Colton Welker. I do want to address, like, I saw some things while on vacation, just quick. Like, why didn't we put him on the IL? Why didn't the Rockies put him on the 60 day IL? And in, if the Rockies did that, they would have to pay him his major league salary and service time for all that if they put him on the IL. So the Rockies, being the Rockies, actually a financially savvy move, I guess, uh, said, no, we're just going to DFA him. He's been injured two years, this eye thing, like, which seems like a kind of a, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but just not arrogant, not ignorant, but in between that, like, take care of yourself type thing. And he let the ice, ice sag thing get to him in the spring training, which I thought was just kind of like, all right, you're a grown up, like take care of it. And so just pushing it off is how it got perceived to me. Anyway, I could be completely wrong. If I am wrong, holler at your boy, but I actually like what the Rockies did. And I think I'm okay with it. I don't think Colton Walker is going to be a all-star might major leaguer. I hope he proves me wrong. I'm sure he's a decent human being and it has nothing to do with that. This is just me putting my hot take out there. Uh, it's just, I'm okay with this. And seeing what Urena did it as the 40 man pickup to do the spot start. And if we can get that from Urena for a year or two for value coming up, like why not? So I give the Colton Welker a thumbs up, the Colton Welker DFA a thumbs up move by the Rockies front office. Well, you know, before we toot the, the Rockies front office horn, toot, toot. Uh, you know, I, I do still have a lot of questions. I mean, 
I hate to say it, but why is Scott Oberg still on the 40 man roster? He's, he's that clubhouse guy, you know, buddy and Billy love the clubhouse guy. And I, they're, I mean, they're being very, I mean, I get it. I, they're being, I, right. That's the human side. Yeah. That's the human side of things. It's not, I don't know. It's just the front office for the Rockies is, is just not in a good place. This move is, is fine. I'm okay with it. Welker's going to have plenty of opportunity to, to do it somewhere else. And I hope he does, but you know, I could see this coming back to, to kick us in the butt here or there, but you know, it's okay. Welker's, he could be a major league player, but he, like you said, he's not going to be an all-star probably. So let's just move on. We got plenty of other pieces to, <laughs> to look at. Uh, let's move on to good vibes before we go to more bad vibes. I want to give a shout out to Hunter Goodman and McCade Brown for being the sweeping the California League player of the months for the Fresno Grizzlies. We've been talking about Hunter Goodman as just a power bat, the number 20 prospect in the Rockies organization. First baseman, 80% of the time, catcher can be 20% of the time. He went ham, and I think 90% of his hits were just dingers. And then McKay Brown went off in the month of June. So huge shout out to those guys. Uh, Fresno, I think one of them actually got promoted. So Goodman, Goodman's with uh, Spokane and yeah, and he he just hit a home run this week. Um, not this week, today. Today, uh, his twenty sixth total. So, wow. I mean, he's 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 dropping bombs for sure. He's a prospect I kind of like. Like versatility of being a catcher at first baseman intrigues me, and being a DH like just dongs for days. And I'm excited to see him, him progress. And McKay Brown after that terrible start again we've talked about a few times on here he has just settled in i think it looks like he went one for one one on one record in five starts it's the 239 era uh 19 hits over 26 innings 39 strikeouts and a league best 194 average against him so just ridiculous numbers by mccade brown um so huge shout out to those guys i'm sure mccade brown's gonna get a call up soon uh, yeah they said call, call up right no promotion yeah promotion um, we defined yeah, it last another, time yeah. yeah and another guy who's been super hot warming Bernabel. um he, he went um he hit two home runs in two days for spokane after getting called up that's incredible yeah so spokane got mason mason green future friend of the pod um hunter goodman and warming boiling Bernabel. who did they lose Let's talk about the promotions that we saw last week while we were all out and about. Yes. So I got you. <laughs> the heart. So Spokane gained a Green, a Goodman, and a Warming. Hartford gained a Christopher Navarro, a Grant Levine, and a Tony Losi. And friend of the pod, Carl Kaufman, is in Albuquerque. He's actually pitching his first start right now. His first out was a strikeout. Absolutely Glorious, glorious strikeout. And Jimmy Neutron Huron is also in Albuquerque. I'm excited to see that as they dropped um, Stebler, Shebler. 
um, last week. And Benny in the Jets is activated in Fresno off the IL, and he had a dinger last week too. Yeah. So we've been whining about this for a long time. Why aren't they promoting these guys? Why aren't they promoting this guy? What are, we, what are they doing? What are they sitting on their hands for? And they finally did it on, Jan- on July 6th. Which one of these promotions are you most excited for? Personally and as like a, and then as a Rockies like, per, like future. You know, I, I hate to say it, but you know, these promotions were kind of expected and things that we talked about, like you said, I'm still kind of mad about the lack of a promotion. Oh, so hot take. Um, and that's Drew Romo. I don't understand. He's, um, he's outperforming his level and um, especially the position that he's playing. Um, he deserves to be up and there's nothing else, you know, that was the one name that I was kind of looking at that, that I wanted to be on a promotion list. I'm glad these other guys did get moved for sure. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's what I'm looking at. So you're, you're salty. You know, I'm not super salty, but like, I got to imagine it's going to happen soon. Um, if you go back a couple pods, you know, I was, I was saying he would be up in July. So the month's not over, but yeah, he, but... He, he deserves to be up. Um, yeah. And it doesn't matter that he's 20 or whatever. He, especially the position that he plays, he deserves to be up. Yeah, for sure. Like, I don't know. The Veen and Romo thing that they're doing is very intriguing because they neither one of them got called up pushed up last year either i think they're just they're just doing the slow game and that's that's fine there's merit in that but when guys are performing above the numbers um you know i'll turn that around and i will applaud one promotion that i really really loved and that was grant levine yeah um you know he could easily still be down um for the same reason that romo and, and bean are still down um he's he's got tolia in front of him but the rockies still promoted him and now he's going you know they're on the same team um and i'm sure they're rooting for each other but they are directly competing for the first base spot in coors in a couple years so you know i was pretty happy and proud to see that that they did promote levine because you know if you if you read my article at all and judging by the numbers you haven't um Levine right now is is the better first baseman yeah offensively but yes definitely offensively um but you know as long as he's competent defensively yeah. and especially now with the DH in the NL um he he could go in front of go in front of Tolia absolutely and I found this very interesting. I sent it to you. Uh, they're moving Levine's positions. They're going to try him in different spots now. And they only did that once they called up Levine. Um, I'm sorry. They're moving Tolia around. Tolia played in the yeah. outfield last yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Tolia is good enough. Tolia is good enough. He could, he could play a corner outfield spot pretty easily. And like, you know, the DH coming to the NL is a huge help to Levine, yeah. whether he knows that or not. Um, but you know, 
you know, the eye test tells you that Tolia is such a good defensive first baseman, which, which is awesome. But if you look at the numbers, they're, they're identical yeah. um, defensively. So it's not like Levine is like super poor at defense. He's not, he's capable. Tolia might be a, a flashier defensive player for sure, but it's first base, you know, you just, you just have to play the position competently. And Levine has done that. Yep. And that's all it comes down to. Like, what can you do all around also? Yeah. So, I mean, Levine did not have a good first four days in Hartford, uh, but that's to be expected. But I love the fact that the Rockies pushed Levine and to fight Tolia, like you said, and they're going to challenge each other in different, different aspects. Like, I can see Levine playing out in a corner outfield. He's kind of sneaky, sneaky fast. I can see him out running around in left field, right field, just like you can see Tolia. They're both athletic enough. Levine just looks more burly, but he can make the plays. So I actually enjoy that. That's That was my – I actually – that was my personal favorite. Call. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the Rockies one that I like the most is the Carl Kaufman. I think he is, from what he did this year, and I know I'm a little biased, and I say this, I take that bias away, he's adjusted. He's able to figure it out. His slider is absolutely incredible. I think he has the stuff that can play at a major league level, whether that's touching in the bullpen armbar in this year, later this year. Um, he's shown that he's capable. He's young still. He can still do what it is, and I think the Rockies are – really intrigued by Kaufman because they pushed him up early last year. They pushed him up this year. I think they're high on Kaufman, um, the 24 year old. So I'm, I'm really excited about Carl Kaufman from a Rockies perspective, because we all know they need some pitching help there. So I'm down with that. And then I love the Levine personal Levine transaction. Yeah. I mean, Carl Kaufman to me right now, he, he screams like a Ryan Feltner. Like he's a guy that can pitch in the, in the major leagues and do really well. It's just yeah. like the consistency thing. It's can you prove the consistency that, that you need to do what's, what's needed every five days in the major league level? I know you can do it once. Can you do it twice? Can you do it three? Can you do it four times in a row? And that's what we're waiting to see. Right. Right. And He'll settle in, right? I'll try to find right. the, his stat line tonight. Um, but I like that. I like that take. All right, yeah. last thing. Last thing here. Again, we, we are busy, so we're making this quick, and we don't have Tyler to go through it all, and none of us watch the games this week, so we're not going to bore you with that. We're going to end it with this. I don't know what the Rockies are doing with the Larris Montero. At this yeah. point, I don't want the Rockies to call up Coco. I don't want the Rockies to call up Winton. I don't want them to call up Carl because they're not going to play. Yeah. I don't get it. Can you be a Rockies front office guy for me right now, mm-hmm. please? And explain to me what they are doing with you, Larry Montero. I've been thinking about this a lot, and the only assumption that I can come to is that they have – a mechanism or, you know, a plan in place where they're getting these players ready without playing, if that makes sense. And the only way that makes sense is that if you think about the work that they're doing in the cages, the work that they're doing during batting practice, um, 
all of those things somehow are comparable to what he's going to see in the major leagues. And they're either just really, really taking their time and making sure he adjusts before they throw him into the fire, or they've seen something that makes them not confident enough to start him day to day. And you have McMahon at third, you have Crone, who's an all-star now. Thank God. Uh, Deserving. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that he wasn't voted in by the fans is disgusting, but still it's a different. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a different topic. Um, you know, Crone's, um, he got hit on the wrist this weekend. Hopefully it doesn't hang him up at all. Um, but if it does, uh, Montero's going to have to step up whether he's ready or not. But again, I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, in all of the years that Major League Baseball has existed, that they have some mechanism in place where they're getting Montero ready and they're keeping him ready day in and day out, but they're just not playing him, if that makes sense. It does make sense, maybe. And Buddy loves the vets. He loves, like, easing the young guys into it, so I think that might be it. All right, get used to the clubhouse. Get used to what it means to be a major leaguer, and then we'll put you out there. It's kind of the feel I'm getting from it. Yeah, I mean, think about think about the Urena start from this last weekend versus some young gun they could have called up, right? Right, exactly. They called up Urena because he has so many major league starts behind him already, and there's there's a lot of value in that, obviously. So that's all I can think of. That's, that's all. A, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they just really whether you can perform or not they really just value the fact that you've done it a little bit before and then Montero's side like he's gonna have to take every advantage he can of the few opportunities that he gets yeah so he might only get five at bats next week but he's he's gonna need to get two or three hits out of those five and one of them's gonna have to be for extra bases or his first home run yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has six hits this year at the major league level and two of them are doubles. So, I mean, for, take that for what it's worth. I think, and the fact that they're not calling him up and down, like they are like Justin Lawrence and some of those pitchers and. Oh my God, dude. I, I feel I, sick to my stomach. I feel sick. Every to my time stomach I see about, it, man. Yeah. I feel sick to my stomach about Justin Lawrence. I mean, it's, it, you know, as a fan, you see those transactions and you're like, oh, well, you know, they're players, so they should be used to it. But after we talked to, you know, Jordan Pacheco, like the mental toll that takes is insane. Terrible. So Especially it's, when it's you're doing so, decent, like above yeah, decent. Right. So it's really funny that, you know, they they incorporate the human element in some aspects, but not all aspects. Yeah. So like Scott Oberg being on the 40-man roster. That is a human move, right? But then you have Justin Lawrence and you're sending him up and down 20 times during the season. I mean, you know, the toll that that takes is, is, is crazy. And, you know, I, I would not fault Justin Lawrence if he ends up, you know, moving on to another organization at some point that he's fostered like all of this hatred. Not animosity. hatred, but animosity. yeah, animosity. That's the perfect word for for the Rockies organization because of what they've done I mean I mean is he a really special bullpen arm 
no, not really. Um, is he capable? Yes, he is. But you're talking about a bullpen that's top, or I'm sorry, top. I wish top. <laughs> bottom five, bottom five in the league. And, you know, it's not like other guys are just like completely outshining him. They're not. It's just, I don't know, man. Every time I, yeah, every time I see it, I get a little sick to my stomach and, and I have to wonder what he's thinking. Yeah. I, I same, 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 same. It's terrible. Um, yeah. So give us your thoughts. Uh, we did have one question come in on the Google form. It's about PJ Puyan. When do you expect PJ Puyan to get a call up? Was that from PJ? No, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe it's his birder. Uh, I don't foresee it anytime. I imagine he gets to the isotopes by the end of the year. I think the next round of call-ups, I think PJ is definitely one of the top guys to move forward. Uh, but making the league this year, probably not just because he's still in Hartford right now with this, but dude's sick. We love, we love our PJ. PJ is incredible. So is the question really was, is PJ Putin close to making it to the show? How would you answer that question? No, not this year. Not this year. Um, he's a reliever. Relievers are just so tough. Um, because you can, you can, you know, I, I keep going back to that, that viral Twitter story from the reliever from, I believe, the Twins, where he went to, like, all-star game after all-star game, and he kept reporting to the same camp year after year. Um, yeah, and I so, saw that. That was terrible. Yeah, I mean, relievers are just so tough because you can, you can put up really good numbers and just not go anywhere and just throw up your hands, and you don't really understand why, and it's – the reason is, is because whoever's calling the shots up top, for whatever reason, they just don't think what you have plays at not only the next level, but the next two levels in his case, right? He's at Hartford, so we're talking yeah. a two-level jump. Just because you're putting up good numbers in A doesn't necessarily mean that your 92, 93-mile-an-hour fastball plays at the major league level, you know what I mean? Right. I agree. I agree. Maybe next year, maybe at the end of next year. I can see PJ and a major league level. I can see he'll he'll be in isotopes at the end of the year, the beginning of next year. But he kind of yeah. he has a nice little Carl Kaufman turnaround. He had a 914K per nine last year with Hartford when we got called up. And right now he's sitting at a 12.78 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, his walks has gone down one, one walk per nine has gone down. Run scored has gone down by three in his time this well, year compared to the last thing year. Is- the thing is with front offices, like scouts and their bosses want to prove them right. Meaning yeah, that if somebody biased. scouted at, if somebody scouted at a really high level, but they're not performing, they're still more likely to get called up than the guy that's putting up good numbers. And I'll give you a really good example. Tyler Matzik, number one overall draft pick, scouted, you know, um, to the highest levels. And he made, he made the Rockies um, rotation not out of spring, but he got promoted, even though he put up lackluster numbers in the minor leagues. I mean, he had a five plus ERA when he's called up and he performed well and he's working his way back with the Braves and he's a fantastic comeback story. But at the end of the day, did he deserve to get called up? No, he didn't. No, but he got called up because scouts had his grades so high and a guy like PJ, you know, I haven't seen his grades, but I'm assuming they're pretty average and he's putting up, good numbers but that you know in combination with 
scouts aren't that high on him, I feel like he's got he's got an extra mountain to climb. Unfortunately, exactly. Yeah, I mean, go back and listen to the Braden Ward uh, banter session. He talked about that with Benny. He's like, Benny, you're fine. You go 200 for the next three years, you're still getting called up. I got to go out there. Right. I got to go put my head down and do work and grind and grind and grind. Like, and that's right. and Braden yeah. gets it. We all get it. Like, that just is what it is. So, yeah, it's at the end of the day, it's not so much you got to put up big numbers. It's you got to get your scouting numbers improved. Yep, exactly. And so just keep grinding. And PJ is doing that. He's putting that out there. So definitely love that for PJ. Is he major league ready right now? No. And he no. would he would be the, he would be the first one to tell you he's not either. He's he's a baller, but he knows that he still needs some time. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm sure he he loves the fact that he's going to go out and earn it. And when he does, it's going to be well worth it for him and the organization. Exactly. Exactly. Keep the question coming. We love it. Um, we'll come back hot and spicy next week. Next week is the draft too, like the all-star games this weekend, future games this weekend, and the draft has come back. We're going to have a midweek draft prod coming up with Nick and Tyler. So look out for that on Thursday or Friday and go rocks minor league affiliates. Woo! Thank you for watching and listening. Please check out our link tree for more content.